Welcome in to in-game chat for Saturday, December 16th, 2023. Season 17, episode 42. I'm Scott. And I'm RJ. Welcome to the show. want to get in touch with us our phone number is 334-272-9228 or you can check out ingamechat.net for all the links to get in touch with us you can find us on twitter at ingame chat you can find us on facebook there as well you can email us everyone at ingamechat.net or you can find us on twitch go to twitch.tv type in ingame chat and there we are joining the chat room live while we broadcast find us up on discord as well if you want to chime in on the show it's our last episode of the year and this is probably the best track that we have (laughs) for such a thing I haven't heard this since last year we played it god is it good comes from the uh, video game Bully. track is called Balls of Snow. And it's fantastic. God, that is good. I decided to play the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, YouTube will strike me down and say you can't make money off of this, but <laughs> we're not making money off of this. That was one of those sleeper titles, man. It's like a, almost a cult following. Bully. People yeah. clamming for a, a remake that, a remaster or something. It took a while time. before it got to that point, yeah. though. It had to, like, simmer for a couple of years. And people were like, you know what? Bully, not a bad game. Yeah. I'm not, what, year, what year did it release? Oh, uh, do, your, do your Google. Uh, yeah. yeah it's do, right here in front of us, right? Do your Google, man. Uh, what year did it release? And, and, and see, you're going to give me the year. I tell you what. Let me do this before he. Yeah. All right. October 17th, 2006. That'll sync up the video. October 17th of 2006? Yeah. All right. Video games released in 2006. I'd go with uh, I'd go with October, but I, I, I don't know that I can get so... Spe- oh, my God. The list is long. Let's see if the old Wikipedia has... A okay, so we do have them by month. Um, is this just Nintendo or is this? It is not. All right, so let's go. You said uh, October. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm. Oh, we're going in. Sort by release date, please. There we are. Ooh, Burnout Revenge came out that year. March 7th, 2006. I know exactly where I was. Um, I was in a room in this building right across the way, ready to go home and play TF out of that game. <laughs> but I couldn't because we were working on something here. I was here late at night. And, and to his credit, so was the boss. 
uh, here late at night going over all this, trying to get everything set up. We were switching all this stuff over, and I was and I had had I, I had days set aside. I was taken off, mm-hmm. and uh, but we had to get this thing done, and so I was just like, can we come and play that game? Kudos to the boss then, because usually situations like that, yeah, the boss is no, no. Nah, it was me. Wound, yeah. It was me. It was him, and I think it was a tech support guy that we were trying to get everything. Oh God, it was such a late night here. Mm. He went and got. Um, I don't even know if they're still open. Uh, he went and got Tomatinos for all of us. The pizza. Yeah. Tomatinos. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. I, that goes back a ways. I have no idea if Tomatinos even open. Um, yeah, the good, play, the good restaurants have never advertised. Final Fantasy Twelve came out that year, but this is March. Oh. Oh. A big one. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Oblivion mm-hmm. came out in March of that year. Yo. Okami. New Super Mario Brothers. 2006 being a good year. Um, Splinter, a Splinter Cell released in 2006. Man. Gears of War. Okay, by the way, okay, you said October? Mm-hmm. What was the date again? October 17th. All right, see, this doesn't even list Bully as being released. Hmm. This does not have Bully as being released that year am i it's 2006 in video games why would that not be on the list no idea did they, did they forget it too <laughs> maybe <laughs> it is wikipedia right yeah it is yeah. and it's 2006 video mm. game October 17th, 2006 for the PlayStation 2. Just curious what it was up against. But this doesn't... That's some good titles so far. Yeah, this doesn't show that it had anything there. So... um, Yeah, but I will say it was a a very interesting, uh, very very good uh, story um, in that game to me. I liked it a lot. Kept my interest through the entire thing, you know? The story was good enough to have those long uh, gaming sessions where you just lose track of time because you're so invested in the story. Seeing I mean, how things turn out. I don't even know. You know what? I don't even know if I own it. Um, I bet I don't. Quick, to the Steam store. Um, God, ain't the internet great, man? Yep. <laughs> it's just like, do I have that? I don't know. Let's go to Steam and find... Wait, never mind. Quick, to the Steam app. Yes. Um... Pretty sure I still got I've still got that on disc, um, bully somewhere in my uh, CD wallet. Uh, uh, it is in my library, the scholarship edition. Now, yeah, let's find out. It says that one came out two thousand eight. It is playable on the deck. The game this game doesn't support Steam Deck's native display resolution and may experience degraded performance. That is the only difference. Mm. Um, I would think by now they probably have gotten something figured out. And there's probably some people who have like, hey, here's how you can play it on the deck and make it look good or all that stuff. Which, by the way, I brought my deck in. Mm-hmm. Um, N64 was added to the, <laughs> to the group. <laughs> so NES, SNES, Genesis, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and nothing else that rhymes. And uh, the N64 and... Uh, a lot more mm-hmm. to come. Yep. Um, what was I? I was working on arcades mm-hmm. uh, over the week 
And now I got to figure out how to get some of the arcade stuff going. Mm. Emulation. Yeah. On the machine. Um, uh, some of it runs okay. Some of it, some of it kind of stuttery, that sort of thing. Yeah. But as, uh, as with all emulation, some, yeah, some's hit and miss some on work, that. some don't. But it's still pretty good to have all this stuff on here. Golden yeah. Eye for days. I don't know how many wrestling titles were built for the N64, but it is a lot. Mm-hmm. There is WCW, NWO. There is ECW. There is SmackDown. There's a ton. Yeah. Um, oh, what was the other one? I was working. Eh, 3DS. Looking at 3DS, maybe it's PlayStation stuff. I don't know. Um, it's making it. I'm filling that deck with. Yep. Just good title, stuff. Titles galore. Um, anyway, I do own Bully. Might have to install it and play it. Um, just given the talk about it. We t- every year, because this song comes up, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talk about it. Yep. So <clears throat> I'm having another hang on, Just one moment, people. One moment, because... I am trying to see, and that's going to, yeah. I don't think my stuff made it over. Darn again? it. Right, again, again is a good word for that. I remember, I think, sending it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take care of that here while we talk about stuff before we go to our break here that's, mm-hmm. that's coming up, but... Um, yeah, every year this rolls around, Bully comes up in the, in the song stuff, and we talk about how great Bully was. Mm-hmm. Or at least you do. Yeah. And, and everybody in the chat room talks about how great it was, and people online talk about how great it was. And I say, I haven't played it yet. Um, as I, I, as I, I, I always do. Feeling. I know that feeling. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Not that I don't have anything to play, right? Yeah. I'm although, good. Although I think we both have a backlog in the triple digits at this point. Yeah. Possibly four. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's, I, I, what am I working on right now? I am working on, I don't know how many titles. Um, just for the fact of having the Steam Deck, uh, I've got, oh, a couple that are installed on the machine themselves, on the machine itself, mm-hmm. um, from Steam, and then of course all the emulation that I have on there as well. Yeah. But, uh, Finding Paradise is one that I've started. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shouldn't that shouldn't take too long to finish. But Finding Paradise is one. I'm working on Cyberpunk as well. Yeah, and like I said, it's a story based game, so don't let the gap yeah go I know between chapters too much. And then there's Bully that I could start with. Mm-hmm. But I also the uh, there's a, there's I mean Alan Wake two. I don't have that yet. But right now it's in the EGS store, uh, the 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 Epic Game Store. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not the EG. That's like saying ATM machine. Uh, it is in the EG. It's in the EGS. Yeah. Um, it is on sale currently and brings the price down. I can't remember what it brings it down to. 10% anyway, off 20%. I think it's just a 10% off deal, which ain't bad. Yeah. But you can stack it with a 33% coupon that they're giving you on the Epic Game Store right now. Okay. 25, 26 bucks for Alan Wake 2 right now mm-hmm. on PC. Is a fantastic deal, I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the special edition that comes with like season pass and all that stuff, I think it brings it to forty something. I think it just doubles that price. 
which is still a good a good price for that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good deals like that. There's like a sale going on, and then there's the 33% off coupon that stacks on that and brings prices down. I mean, we talk about Black Friday, but right now is a great time to buy. Um, the Xbox console, whether it be the Series S or the Series X, have seen a dramatic reduce in price this past week and on into this weekend. I imagine on into the weekend leading into Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, the Series S, I think, is down to like 150 mm. You know, like 150 bucks for the Series S. And you get some stuff with it. I don't know. They're throwing in other things that you get with it, and it's still pretty good. And you can find this like Target and uh, online at the, the Amazon, maybe. I know Target, maybe even Costco, something like that. You can find it. The Series X, also Target, I believe, maybe even Best Buy by now. The Series X... Regular is like four ninety nine. It's selling for like three fifty right now. Three hundred and fifty bucks. You get a Series X and a bunch of games with it. Tack on Game Pass for that, and you've got you're, you're set, man. Get that for get that system for Christmas, and you're good. You're good. Yep. Ooh, that reminds me. I need to throw out my um, my annual Facebook post of Hey, if you got your kids a MetaQuest this year, here's my referral link to get some free credits. <laughs> Uh, that's oh man I love referral links every year I do that and which reminds me every year it comes up about this time that hey your uh, your credit does expire you do have yeah. to spend it uh, so use it or lose it yeah. yeah I've got some credit ending in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. that I need to use about 50 bucks worth anything uh, comes to mind that you'd uh, want to pick it I haven't looked on? at the store honestly I haven't looked at the store in a while hmm. so there might be some stuff that I'd be interested in seeing um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked it over. Uh, just kind of reminded me that, Oh, I need to do that. Mm-hmm. So, Oh yeah, I need to send music. Uh, <laughs> eyes on the prize, man. Eyes on the prize. Uh, let me go in here. So yeah, I'm working on a lot. I got cocoon that I'm playing as well. Uh, what's another, that's on the, that's on game pass as well. I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, Oh, this puzzle. I, I'm not in my rhythm of the puzzle solving for Cocoon. Like, I've advanced to a stage where it's like, had I kept the momentum going, I might have been good to go through that, but I was already feeling drained by the time I got there. I was like, I've done enough. Let's let's stop. And now mm-hmm. I'm going back into it, and I'm like, man. It's not that I've forgotten how to play it. I just didn't have the momentum to carry me into some of the more difficult puzzles that I'm currently looking at right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying to wrap my head around them, and it's how I'm having a hard time doing that. Uh, but yeah, so do, 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 do. God, it's such a good song. Just a good track all the way around. Great track. Um, oh, by the way, what have you been playing? Well, uh, still playing uh, MLB The Show. I went back into the uh, minors uh, with my Rose The Show uh, mode. Yeah. So I'm still trying to get my way from double uh, A to um, the major leagues and kind of a struggle right now I'm trying to get my control of my pitches uh down yeah and it's a little harder at the um minor league level because i don't have the stats to uh build it up it's something i got to build from scratch so it's going to be a little work uh getting through it so it's been a while so i'm a little rusty at that so uh, i'll get it uh the more i persevere at it uh still a little bit more vir- virtual water five still doing the um online leagues that are held um on the weekends and now on the weekdays so I'm starting to find those uh, a little more frequently and uh, starting to participate in those. Um, got back to uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, they put a new um, business in there 
Yeah. For a game that's based on uh, crime, Grand Theft Auto, uh, there's been a, not a lot of uh, auto-based um, crimes uh, in there, really. So they put the one they put in there is the Chop Shop. Right, I heard about this. Yeah, like damn, it's been what it took ten years to get a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's and there's there's little bitty hints. Not I don't say hints, but little callbacks uh, from what I understand. So uh, they had that going in there. So I wanted to see what it was all about. And it was a typical fan, typical, uh, typical thing. I have to buy. You have to spend money to make money in this game. So you have to buy another shop. And if you want all the bells and whistles, it's going to cost around six to seven million in game. uh, No, five. Yeah, five to seven million in game currency to uh, get everything up to snuff to get the best. best um shop available so it is what it is so i look i was looking back into that uh also wanted to get back into um elden ring because i'm still still trying to work through my fourth uh, character that i made um and i haven't beat the game with that that one yet so i went back into that and started giving put a little time into that pretty much other other than that that's uh that's all i've been playing yeah nothing here either um you know to speak of there's it's been uh Nothing really going on as far as is what I've been playing. I'm wondering if I've put in the wrong tracks here. All of them feel familiar, but whatever. We're just going to continue on and move forward. I really haven't played anything. I've been working on doing the emulation stuff. I worked on... Nah, there's this uh, little, you know, play my Snap, play my, my, my MGO, my Monopoly Go stuff. But um, nothing too... Uh, Nothing too involved, mm. really. Little quick shots done. Yeah, little bitty quick things. It's weird. I sit down and I, I, I you know, I, I want to play, but oh god, that's a lot of noise for just moving a little bit. Um, but I never feel like I want to commit to the time. Mm. Like I think about Cyberpunk, or I even think about firing up Starfield again because I haven't, I haven't uninstalled it. Two it's game, gotten some updates. Two games that are uh, certified time sync. Well, they are so, because yeah. I want a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, story, yeah. I, I yeah. feel like I want to. I want to get invested in a story again. And um, Finding Paradise feels like a good one I could do that with, and also kind of it be a casual thing that's not me, you know, committing a, a great deal of time. Mm-hmm. Disco Elysium is another one. I've, I've downloaded that on the deck, and I kind of want to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't, I haven't done anything. I've downloaded it on the deck. I haven't played it. Um, I've heard it's good, but I haven't done anything with it. So, um, But yeah, I really haven't played anything. I'm looking to maybe start doing that again. I tell you, I read and I read and I read about Baldur's Gate 3, Baldur's Gate 3. And we just talked about you know something that's going to be a time-consuming type. Mm-hmm. You know, eat them up of your uh, free time. That's really kind of what I want to do. <laughs> it's like I hear about Baldur's Gate and I'm like, oh man. And there's that collector's edition that is just like a hundred bucks. And it comes with the cloth map and everything else. Little steel, or I guess it comes with a steel book. I can't remember, but whatever. It's 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 a kind of a neat thing. Yeah, cloth map. Cloth map is a thing. Yeah, it is. I remember those in the uh, Sega Saturn days with uh, Lunar. Yeah, of yeah. course. It's totally a thing, and I don't mind that it is. So, uh, you know. I'm just curious. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I, but I may, um, I may just stick to you know the regular version and not worry about that collector's deal. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how many gift cards I get. <laughs> Christmas holidays <laughs> they can add up to a to a purchase. Uh, let's see. We're going to take a break here, and then when we come back. We'll jump into the news. Speaking of Baldur's Gate three, we got the full thank you um, 
speech from Larian Studios. They were awarded the Game of the Year on the Game Awards, which you would think would give them time to thank everyone that they want to thank, uh, but they did not get that opportunity. And so the guy who was giving the speech, name escapes me at the moment, we'll read it coming up, uh, posted what his thank you and the awards speech was going to be. So we'll give him that time. We'll read it. And we'll, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the day before, which is done. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, it finally got released and now it is getting pulled from steam. Uh, just, it just went, just went horribly for them as it was expected to be given the problems that they had had and the, everything that was going on, we kind of expected like, all right, they released and it was kind of a big deal. And then the studio shut down and then it got pulled from steam. And so it's all crap. And we'll hit the big one. I think, I think it's a big one. What the big news, the big, big news, the big news. I don't know that we'll talk much about it, but it's pretty big news. That's coming up. Music here from Yoshi's Woolly World. A Little Light Snowfall is the name of this track. We'll be back with more of in-game chats right after this. Welcome back to in-game chats. Music from Kingdom Hearts Three. That is music for Arendelle, I guess. That's the name. It's frozen. All right, welcome back in. We're gonna jump into the news after we get this phone call. Hey, you're on in-game chat. Who's this? This is Chris. What's up, man? What's going on? Not much. About to cover some news here. What uh, What's going on with you? It's playing a, a new game uh, that I bought a while back and, and got it. And just deal. finally got around to? Yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, Kingdom Come uh, Deliverance. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, uh, that's been a while. What are you playing that on? Uh, PlayStation 5. Yeah, man. I backed. That's a Kickstarter thing. I backed that on Kickstarter. I think it was Kickstarter. Um, it was a backer thing, and I backed it a long, long time time ago and uh finally got it finally got released i was worried it was going to be like you know vaporware be something ridiculous or not really come out to what it was supposed to be and it finally got released and i don't know if i got into early access of it or something like that because i had backed it on kickstarter or whatever the case was but um it wasn't running really great the last time i tried to play it that was before uh, I'm almost positive it was before I got the machine that I've got now. I think it was on my previous machine. So I should go back to that. I think I still have it. So, How do you like it? 
gas tough and a slow uh, burner, but uh, it's enjoyable. Yep. It is very much one of those. Exactly one of those. Um, which is not necessarily like my wheelhouse of gaming, but I was so, I don't want to say invested. I mean, literally I was, but uh, something about what they were promising to do, something about their pledge of here's what we're trying to make just was was something that was great to me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put money into that. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that gets made. I would like to play that. And I have. <laughs> I'd still put money into it, but I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. That's great. Yeah, it's a fun one. Though. All you know, know, medieval and everything. But yeah. uh, I've tried to take the different ways I want to go, and found different ways to raise your skills. And then one of the ones you can do for vitality is basically just keep jumping over and over and over again. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> there were little quirks and clicks or little quirks and, and, and tricks that uh, you could do to, I don't know, not necessarily bypass stuff, but, you know, do exactly what you're doing, uh, increasing certain things by just doing mundane things um, over and over again. So, yeah, exactly. And one of the other things I wanted to get into is archery, but... Uh, they take the little reticle, you know, your aiming dot away from you, you know, whenever you take out the bow and arrow, which I just took a clear piece of uh, transparent tape. and. Did you put it on the TV? Yeah, I was just, yeah, I just put it up there on the TV and put it over a piece of it where I could pull it back off, but I made me a little uh, mark with the magic <laughs> marker on, on top of the tape. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me, but it's totally funny to me. That is totally funny to me. That is That is perfect. It is perfect for doing. I, mean, I I love the idea of like, well, you ain't gonna give me that, then I'll just make my own. Yeah, you know what's the? It, I, Usually, it's a mod that someone makes and it's put out there for the world to get pick up. Well, he's on a PS5. More than likely, there would be on PC. I don't know how well you can mod. I don't know how well you can get mods on a PS5. I don't know. Give it time, but still, I know. I know. I give it. Give what you're saying, though. I mean, like, yeah, if I happen to yeah. make. Mod, you know, where like Skyrim, where you can make mods for the game, you could probably do it like with Skyrim and stuff. But right, yeah, you could do that with Elder Scrolls. Um, and I think on the Xbox, I don't know if the does the does the PlayStation have. Well, I don't yeah, know. The PlayStation, yeah, the PlayStation had uh, the mod community. You know, it may not be as detailed and, and th- thorough as what the PC right. and other versions yeah. are, but they, they they did have an opportunity where you could do get different mods and stuff for the. Like the Bethesda games and things like that that yeah. had the mod community. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I was just about to mention the amount of mods in uh, Fallout Fallout uh, 4 for the uh, PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, plentiful. Okay, There's a whole Good. bunch of mods in there that I've uh, never, I've to. never messed yeah. around with, with mods on the consoles. Mm-hmm. I, I just really, I've never, um, most of the time when I was going to play a game that might have mods available to it, I usually was playing it on PC anyway. Mm-hmm. I remember, way, I mean, I built a PC just to play Max Payne with mods way back when mm-hmm. because of the matrix mods and all these other things that they had put in. I was like, that's what I want to play. I'm going right. to spend this much money to play that one thing. And I yeah. did. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where my brain's always been for modding mm-hmm. is, is PC, but I know it's moved into console now uh, because they set up a store or, you know, a, a storefront for you to, to download mods into the console game, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they, I'm glad they offered that. Yeah. So yeah, one of the special, things I like about using the little cheap, you know, reticle dot and everything was every now and then you'll find birds nests and everything and you can shoot them out of the tree with the bow and arrow and 
I just practice with that and, you know, and have a piece of tape up there and then, yep, knock it out with one arrow and then keep not wait, have to worry about wasting your arrows, you know, to find what, whatever's in the nest. Well, uh, bravo to your creativity, your ingenuity. <laughs> I, don't see how you, I don't see how you mess up a reticle in this day and age. I don't think they messed it up. I think they removed it because it's a hard game. I mean, it's it's a very sim-like experience of... Mm-hmm. I don't want to necessarily say it's a sim because there there is I don't know there's other there's fant- fan- fantastical elements to it maybe mm-hmm. um, I can't remember but they really wanted to give it a a, a true to life yeah yeah mm-hmm. very much it's very much remember it reminds me of the first time I ever played Rainbow Six on the PlayStation okay and. I was like, all right, first person shooter, here we go. Let me go out there. And it's like, oh, no, somebody's seen me. Bang, bang. Oh, God, I'm already dead. <laughs> like, it was two hits, you're done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that was the first time I really experienced Like, they really wanted to drive home this sense of, no, nah, man, you get in a firefight, you better know how to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to get discovered. And if you do, you better cover mm-hmm. because they will, you will be taken out in one, two hits. That's it. And a lot of what I know about Kingdom Come Deliverance was they wanted a very, you know, I don't, I don't know. You would have to tell me, Chris, um, is this one that, that minimalizes your life so much that you have to eat and sleep and drink? Like, do you have to keep those things fulfilled or no? Yeah, you have to keep uh, your nourishment and, and sleep and everything as well. But, you know, the combat and everything is pretty intense. Like if you go up against somebody that's fully armed and you don't have that much armor or or highlight nothing or no yeah. skills. It's pretty much a death sentence. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um I'm trying to remember what how far I played into that. I can't remember. Well, I guess nowadays a lot of folks don't play going uh, not really feeling the uh one hit, one kill or few hits and yeah. dead type things. I mean, I was back in the um way back in the day, uh Game where um, those side scrolls usually one get hit one time and you're done. Now you got to get some mm-hmm. lifeline in there to keep the uh, keep the interest. It's in there. interesting that that's really always been the case. Like you think about Super Meat Boy or Celeste or something, where it's like, hey, you know, get hit one time you're done. You get one yeah. one time you're done. That worked in Mario the same way. But mm-hmm. if you were Super Mario, you could take a hit mm-hmm. and then go back to regular Mario. But then that was it. One hit, you're dead. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, coming up in the uh, arcade mm-hmm. days, you were used to that. Not I so guess so, now, yeah, not so much exactly. Nowadays, yeah. No. Because I remember playing the original, the original Mario Brothers in the arcade, and that was, uh, that was one of the things that made you focused and do what you want to do because you get hit one time, that's it. Yeah. Get another quarter. <laughs> yeah, I was, looking through, um, I was looking through some of my emulations, and I saw a bunch of like arcade, not emulations, but mm-hmm. like arcade ports yeah. to the consoles mm-hmm. and i forgot how bad they were <laughs> pac-man comes to mind really atari oh oh yeah 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 no 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 i'm just talking about like snes nes oh, okay um pac-man couldn't even turn vertically pac-man was bad <laughs> on the atari yeah, Pac- yeah. now i could get that too but yeah and the dots were squares so they the dot, weren't dots. dots were rectangles yeah exactly dots were, dot, and, and all of them were not the same size nope either. they weren't like if it was a power <laughs> pellet it was more of a bigger yeah. Brick. Uh, a, you thick, know. a thicker rectangle. Exactly. Yeah. 
Otherwise, it was yeah, all any, rectangle. Yeah, any type of forts existed on Atari from the arcade in, in any resemblance whatsoever is bare bones minimum. Yeah, yeah. What it was total. the hardware it could do. Sometimes it wasn't even the same game. Nope. Yeah. Well, Chris, we appreciate you calling, buddy. We want you to have a Merry Christmas, man. You got anything else you want to say before you go? No, not really. Just going to take it easy, and hopefully my uh, packages, you know, like I told you like, last time, you know, I got a couple games coming in the mail, and that uh, analog system that, uh, is, uh, you know, as a, as a reproduction or, you know, third-party console that, right. you know, I'm just waiting on those things to come in, but uh, they hadn't shown up yet, so maybe they will eventually. But y'all have a Merry Christmas, too, and... We'll probably talk to you next year because it'll be going to be another couple of weeks for, for us. Right, it'll be after the new year before again. we come back for another show, man. Hey. All right, well, we'll see y'all later then. Hey. Everybody else listening, y'all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, too. Thanks, Chris. Take hey, care. Hey, Chris, keep bu- right. keep building on that reticle, man. You might be on to something. <laughs> no, yeah. you might make it improve. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to use it. The only thing is bad about it is the little piece of the area of the tape where I folded it over where I could grab it. You can see that, but the rest of it's completely clear, so... Oh, well, it, it, it doesn't bother me too much. So hey. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you. See you. Bye, right, man. Later. <laughs> okay, hey. bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Hey, oh, we got calls coming in. Chris just made the prototype, so hey, maybe, exactly. maybe build, build something off of that. Hey, you're on in-game chat. Who's this? Hello? Well, I don't hear anybody. Call back if you can hear us. Um, hey, you're on in-game chat. Who's this? Hello? Hello, did I do it wrong? Hello? 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 Oh, man. Okay. Mm-mm. I thought I heard something coming through yeah. there. But I don't know. Anyway, we had well, when, in d- when in doubt, use Discord. That's true. Rob's in Discord right now. I don't know if he's... Uh... Wait, here comes another call in. Hi, you're on in-game chat. Who's this? Hey, it's Rob. Oh, hey, Rob. Okay. There you are. I got sent to a Blue Water option menu. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. I may have left you on hold or something for too long. It, uh, I wasn't on hold very long, but I don't know. Weird. Well, you're here now, so what's yeah. up, man? <laughs> well, I heard y'all talking about mods. Uh, I remember the name of Wad, W-A-D file. <laughs> yeah. Modifying Doom, the original Doom. Uh-huh. I remember the WAD files. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. I remember them, but I don't ever remember using them. But I do remember them. They were in abundance out there. Energizer Bunny instead of the little trolls to blow up with the rocket launcher. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I knew what they did, but I really never touched them. Oh, I used to love designing mods. (laughs) WADs. Um, I was going to mention, if you're into those retro games, uh, especially Dragon Warrior 1, uh, mm. they got the mobile version of Dragon Quest 1, a remake that's kind of better. I mean, it's the same game, but a little more modern graphics. I've got Dragon Warrior 1 on there. On the, on the, in the, in the emulation, the um, retro stuff. The emulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they uh, re-released it as Dragon Quest 1, uh, you know, it gave it a, a new GUI, but same exact format, same. Quest I still stuff. have the uh, I still have the cartridge for Dragon Warrior mm-hmm. One. Uh, hang on to that, or give it to me. <laughs> it's just I the cartridge. It is not. It is not the box. It is just the cartridge. It was a free game 
that I got from Nintendo Power, I think. Yeah. I'm almost positive. Good, good. Yeah? That might have been how I got mine. But I know once I started playing it, that became my life, and that led to Bowder's Gate and everything else. I know, man. None of those really hit me. I mean, the platformers are what really stuck on me, mm-hmm. um, which is, I guess, why I don't necessarily stick to platformers, but it, it you know. Well, did you ever get into any of the um, board, you know, dot, pen and paper in the no. last game? No. Never did that. Yeah. First, uh, first time we did that was on the show. First time I did that was on this show when we did an entire <laughs> episode dedicated to a D&D playthrough, a very short D and D playthrough that was brilliantly done, put together by our uh, our DM and oh, J- it was it so Jason? Fun. Was it yeah. Josh? Josh? It was Josh. Yeah, I'd love to find a group to to do these kind of things from my childhood. Yeah, uh, I've never. I, I, that's school magic. Yeah, that's the first time I had done it, and it has also been the last time I've done it. Not that I've really never tried to do it again, but that is it is fun. Mm-hmm. But you know. <laughs> You got to put in the time for it. Yeah. 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 I mean, those monster manuals are just fun to read anyway. They're not pictures of all the monsters and then the text and all that. But, uh, yeah, definitely, if you're a fan of Dragon Warrior, gra- grab that Dragon Quest One remake. It's only like six bucks or something like that. I may, I may already have it. I don't know. <laughs> may very well. <laughs> I may very well already have it. I, I might fire up that Dragon Warrior um, one on the, on the deck there. Maybe even do it during the break. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But, uh, Rob, thanks so much for calling, buddy. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, uh, no, that's it. Uh, good show. Enjoying it. Y'all keep it up. All right, buddy. Have a great Christmas, and we'll see you next year, okay? You bet. Later. Take care now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Um, so yeah, didn't get into the news here as we're coming up on the top of the hour. I can, I can go over a few, um, little bits of, uh, news, which is the producer of, uh, Tears of the Kingdom says that, uh, it's not going to get a direct sequel. So it's Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, and that is the, the end of that sort of lineage there. You'll get another Zelda game, but you're, it's not going to be a... I was about to say for now. Yeah. And honestly, I think that they're just going to continue to do this anyway. It's it's and it's interesting uh, that Nintendo, um, they find something new, use it, mm-hmm. maybe tweak it for another game, but they don't stick with it very long, um, regardless of whether or not it's successful or not. Right, yeah. They don't they they're like, okay, let's let's find some other way to interact and some other way to tell the story and some other way to do this. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think of Zelda Breath of the Wild, it was just this massively open world Zelda. It was fantastic. And you could do all kinds of little neat little things with all the different abilities that you would earn in it and, and there were cool things in it. They tweaked those for the sequel and then they added the creativity of the I call it the gravity gun. It's not what that is, but it's but you know it's where you can build cars and other little boats and things mm. within the game itself. And if you're not sure if something works, just put it together and see if it does. You know, it was very much a creative playground sort of thing that they came up with. Yeah, that's it though. Will they bring it back for the next one? I'm almost positive they will not. Mm. They will find something else, come up with something else, and use it in the next two or three Zelda games. 
They just, that's, I don't know. It's something that they do a lot of. They find a gimmick, use it one or two games in that series. I'm not saying other games don't pick it up. Uh, and then, and then they move on, find something else, you know? Mario Odyssey came out and was fantastic, right? Big 3D world, open world Mario game for you to just go and explore, right? Mm -hmm. Did they sequel that? Nope. They came up with a side-scrolling Mario Wonder, um, which has an, another interesting gimmick with the with the flower st uh, power stuff in there that's going on. Mm -hmm. I can't really remember what it is because I don't have the game. Um, but again, not that that was a gimmick for them, the, the Mario Odyssey, but they didn't come back and say, hey, we're doing Mario Odyssey 2. You know? No, mm -hmm. we're doing Mario Wonder. Completely brand new, completely different. Here it is. Mm -hmm. And knock it out of the park every time. So, I don't know. I honestly don't think they're going to make another Mario Kart. I think Mario Kart 8 is good. Like, right there. They, they may make one for the next system that releases... Uh, unless they just call it Mario Kart 8, whatever the new system's called. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Switch 2 edition. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is just, uh, it feels like they've, they've drained the, the tap dry on, on the Mario Kart stuff. Um, that they just couldn't just continue to add to the Mario Kart 8, you know? Mm -hmm. New tracks, new, that's it. That's really... Make well, it, yeah, the best you can do is new tracks. Yeah, that's it yeah. for a racing game. Yeah, for a racing game. Or something like new Mario tracks, Kart. New vehicles or whatever you can do. What's going on here? Okay. Um, so, yeah, there will not be a sequel to that. What else do we have? Um, that guy who's got the tattooed face in the GTA 6 trailer is uh, now the actual inspiration of that is looking for $2 million to be paid to him from Rockstar. Uh, but... That is not going to happen. There's likely no way that they'll be that they'll even have to pay that, that or was, even change the way it looks. No, I mean that was when that public record you were on the news. You were on the local. News, yeah, I believe so. Not, so yeah, I believe it was. And uh, yeah, what else we got? The uh, studio Free Radical Design. They developed the Time Splitter series. They have been closed, uh, according to staff. It was really a horrible year. About 9,000 video game jobs were lost in 2023. So say some estimates. 9,000. I would say 90% of those come from the Embracer group, uh, who hmm. had a bunch of different layoffs, just over a, over a massive amount of studios and owners, things that they owned and stuff. Yeah. They, they lost... Um, they lost a lot there and, and got rid of a lot there. So uh, let's see. What else did we have? Bethesda is saying that Starfield might get city maps and different ways to travel. This is good. I, I, I fully expect to see Starfield redeem itself in a way. Like I fully expect Bethesda to continue issuing updates to the game to the point that it becomes not necessarily playable, but enjoyable to play mm -hmm. by people. I think it's got a lot of people who, I mean, the game is playable. It totally is playable. Uh, just a lot of people have issues with it. And when those issues get ironed out, and I believe Bethesda is going to probably make that happen, uh, then I think you'll start to see, uh, you know, reviews change on it. Yeah. I don't exactly know what most of the complaints are. Uh, but... 
Yeah, that drunk degenerate. The cuts to Todd during the Game Awards were were pretty bad. Yeah, most of the Game Awards was pretty bad. Um, we talked about that all last episode. I'm going to jump back in there. I am going to jump back in there when we read the uh, um, Baldur's Gate 3 um, thank you speech for that. There's that Xbox got a massive price drop. Let me look here just to tell you. I know I've already gone over it. Um, come on, where is that? Well, there was more to this than that, but yeah. Yeah, 350. Walmart, which is currently, yeah, Best Buy, GameStop, Microsoft, and Walmart. Well, Walmart's currently selling it for 350 bucks. But I swear, I think some other stores dropped as well to match that price. So if you're looking for an Xbox Series X, you can get near 150 bucks off of one. If you want to do that. We are taking a break here. This one has no title. I apologize. I do not know what it is. But it's going to be Christmassy, I hope, and uh, we will be right back with more of in-game chat right after this. It is Christmas nights. That's what it is. We'll be right back. Welcome back into in-game chats. Music here from Destiny. It is uh, the dawning, their Christmas event that they do, which is currently ongoing right now. And, uh, yeah. Still banned. <laughs> still banned. Still can't play the game. No destiny for me. Just whatever. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I, I, I legit wish that they would, you know, look at the thing and reconsider or say, nah, we're going to keep you banned. And I'll be like, all right, fine. Mm-hmm. Just look at it, though, you know? Yeah. Just just give it a look. Give it a look-see. Anyway. More, more and more confirmation that some bot did it. More than likely. Yeah, no. Very much confirmation that a bot did it. Mm-hmm. There was a way that you could look at your report ticket and see if they had looked at it or not. And if that thing is correct, they have not looked at it. And I resubmitted again afterwards. Or, or at least uh, filed another just thing like, hey... 
been a while. Could you look at this? Mm-hmm. I won't bother again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Uh, wanted to get into two pieces of news. We'll talk about the Epic versus Google verdict, um, which I believe Epic came away as a winner. Uh, a jury found that Google used its monopoly power. Oh, there's that word, monopoly. Um, used its monopoly power on Android to injure Epic, turning the tables in the developer's years-long series of legal battles. Uh, It's unclear what the result will mean for Epic and Google in the long term, but in the short term, it is a sharp rebuke against the entrenched ecosystem on Android where Google can essentially collect attacks from any developer wanting to use it. Epic is hoping to overturn this system and allow developers to introduce their own payment platforms, which stands to earn them hundreds of millions if not billions of dollars in additional revenue. So yeah, Epic beat Google. Um, It's a pretty big deal. Uh, Tim Sweeney tweeted, Victory over Google! After four weeks of detailed court testimony, the California jury found against the Google Play monopoly on all counts. The The court's work on remedies will start in January. Thanks for everyone's support and faith. Free Fortnite. Yeah. Which, I mean, watching that Lego Fortnite trailer was like, am I going to actually play? Is Lego going to be the catalyst to get me to play Fortnite? Because the Lego looked really good. Lego Fortnite looked really good. But yeah, so, uh, but the thing, the flip side of this is that they had sued Apple. And Apple won in every sense. Mm-hmm. Which made me think that this ain't looking good for, for them versus Google either, but mm-hmm. apparently it does. So what was the difference? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Epic's suit against Apple have been largely unsuccessful with Apple even managing to successfully countersue for breach of contract. But in the Google case, the jury found that the tech giant has an anti-competitive monopoly in the app distribution market and that there's an illegal tie between the Google Play app store and the Google Play billing service. So there could be a lot of different ways that it's it's likely the way that Google owns and operates its storefront mm-hmm. compared to the way Apple owns and operates its storefront. Apple had better lawyers and Google didn't, I guess. I don't exactly know. Uh, the, the truth be told, I was about to say something like that. One had better lawyers than the other probably yeah. or something on those lines because I'm really not seeing the um, – because Apple has I – don't, I don't have a Apple product, so – they have their own setup for a store and purchasing things, right? Right, yeah. So, I mean, so does Google Play. So what's the difference? Yeah. That, that's what I was asking. What's the difference? Uh, probably, it's, it's probably differences in, in contracts, differences in, in revenue sharing. There's probably a lot of differences between the store and Apple. However, Apple's was doing theirs um, is different the way Google did theirs. And Google was doing theirs in a way that the jury found was wrong. Well, I'm pretty sure Apple's getting their money one way or the other. Usually. Google, Google's doing the same thing. So, well, like Usually. I said, so like I said I, I don't see what the difference is because both, both companies, Apple and Google, they will get their money. Yeah. So they're probably, uh, Google, probably going to tweak something and get things uh, where they want it to be. Speaking of Epic, bringing up uh, Epic Games right now, the Epic Games Store, we talked about the fact that they've got, uh, first, first off, they're doing a sale right now. That goes through like January 10th or January, I don't know. It goes into January. They're doing a sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a 33% off coupon right now for anything that is 15 bucks or more. You'll get 33% off. 
You can get Alan Wake 2, the regular version of the game, for like 25 bucks. It's a steal. But this saying that means, hey, maybe you're not into Alan Wake 2. Look at their store. Because you might have something that you're interested in, and with a 33% off coupon, you'll get it for even cheaper. You know, especially if it's already on sale. I checked to see if they have City Skylines 2, and they do not. They have the first one, but they don't have the sequel. I don't know if that's Steam exclusive for a while, and then it comes out there. So I'm kind of looking at like what I would pick up maybe if I wanted to. I, 25 bucks for Alan Wake 2 is really good, and I might do that. Um, but I might see what else is over there and see if there's anything else I can, I can throw in there and see what, you know, just see what the prices are going to be. Also, speaking of Epic, they do free games every single Thursday. So this Thursday, is it this? Yeah, it was this past Thursday, the Destiny 2 Legacy Bundle was on sale. So you get, oh God, I don't remember all the stuff. <laughs> you get like Destiny and then Shadowkeep uh, expansion and uh, the Forsaken expansion and the, uh, the other stuff expansion. It's a lot. Wow, it's, I was looking it up on uh, Steam. And I got looking up what on Steam? Yeah, Destiny uh, Two Legacy Collection. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot. The Witch Queen Beyond Light Shadowkeep. Yeah, Shadowkeep. Okay, so it doesn't come with four seconds. Uh, the Witch Queen Beyond Light and Shadowkeep. So you can get that. And on Epic, what is that price on Steam right now? Sixty. Okay, well it's free on the Epic Game Store right now. Hmm. So you can get a $60 bundle for free with an Epic. And all you need is an Epic Game Store account. I'm not saying you got to sign up for anything. You don't have to give a credit card. You don't have to do anything. Just create an account. Enjoy your free games. Because next Thursday, they start their game a day giveaway. Game or game. Uh, game or more than one game a day giveaway. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Um I don't know what it's going to be Thursday, but they'll have a game for free on Thursday, then another game free on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know, they'll do that for like two solid weeks straight. Sometimes two games in the day, sometimes just one. Uh, but it'll be a completely free game the entire, you know, every single day. And if you don't pick it up that day, then you missed it. So make sure you check Epic Game Store daily and get it. So just make an account and have it have uh, have the game uh, attached to it. I mean, it's free, man. Why not? It's free. I have so many copies of so many different games across so many different platforms because they were given free. And I thought, well, let me add it to this platform. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was just a sense of I might as well. Mm-hmm. I don't have it on that system yet, so why not? Yeah, so they got you triple dipping. I know, but yeah. without paying any money, you know? Yeah. Not paying any money for it, but still triple dipping. I mean, more than that, probably, on some of those games. Burnout had a bunch. Um, Multile says, speaking of free games, Amazon Prime has some free games as well. They do. Um, uh, Amazon Prime always has uh, the free games, so uh, every month you get that. Twitch is giving out free games. Well, that is Amazon Prime. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, Amazon Prime is giving out free games. Epic gives out free games. Steam has not been very forthcoming with the free games here and there, but, eh, you know. 
I just always remember to tell you guys about the epic thing because, yeah, you need that there. Anyway, the other big news of the week, um, and I don't even know, like it wasn't necessarily surprising. It did feel like it came out of nowhere because nobody was really considering it, but E3 is done. Um, this was confirmed in an uh, interview with the Washington Post with the president and CEO of the Electronic Software or the Entertainment Software Association, the ESA. Um, he told the Washington Post that after more than two decades of hosting an event that has served as a central showcase for the United States and global video game industry, E3 would be no more. This comes after the COVID pandemic forced the ESA to cancel E3 in 2020 and go all digital for 2021, then cancel E3 in 2022 as well. This year's event was also canceled, as were those for 24 and 25, igniting rumors that it would never return and that it was killed by companies reducing their presence at the event and that the Game Awards host and producer Jeff Keighley relished its absence as it drew more attention to his summer games fest. Somebody sent me the uh, message of like, Oh, they canceled E3. And I said, well, Jeff Keeley's deal with the devil is complete. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for him to pay his soul. Uh, Cause it's, that's how it always felt. It always felt like he was, he was filling a void, but more than that, he was hoping it would never come back. To kind of to kind of get that, and I mean, he's got it now. Summer Game Fest, and he's got Game Awards in Winter, which should be just called Winter Game Fest. Um, you know, you got you got both of them. You got your wish. Yeah. And so, E three tweeted after more than two decades of each three, each one bigger than the last. No, uh, the time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. And with that, E three is no more. So, how well is he filling that void? I think everybody's feel, filling it. I don't think he's filling the void in the sense that, look, the Summer Games Fest that he puts on is like six hours long. It is not one of those presentation shows where you just get trailer after trailer after trailer. It's this thing that starts where he talks with devs um, and then talks about their game and you get gameplay and that sort of thing. It's not like this rapid fire of reveals. I think there's a section of the show that does that. There's probably in something that's probably like five hours long, there is about an hour and a half of where it gives this E3 style of like, okay, here's a new game. Okay, here's a new, uh, you know, here's a new world premiere. Here's a new announcement. Here's this, here's that. I think you get a little bit of that. Not much, but it's very, very long. So out of six hours, what, what? 45 minutes of worthwhile information for probably you. probably if you unless there's something you're interested in they talk to the developers and you can get another insight on that because okay. that's happened before where they've released something and then i will look for the interview with that developer later on to get some more insight about that game and, mm -hmm. and you know you get more gameplay from that you get them developers talking about them uh building the game and like how they were trying to create it and what they're going for there it's yeah. good good insight to have yeah. but it is a, it's a it's a lot of information, but you also have Microsoft doing their own thing, Nintendo doing their own thing, Sony doing their own thing, Ubisoft doing their own thing. Yeah, uh, and you're still gonna get that. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. So this is just getting rid of the show floor, which just wasn't pulling in. I mean, you know, EA left. Uh, they stopped. Nintendo stopped. So many uh, Activision stopped. Um, so many of them stopped. Mm -hmm. attending 
E3 and just doing it themselves yeah. and found out, hey, we, can, we don't need you. Yeah. We can get by. Not a problem. Uh, the thing about this is, for a while, they could have done this. Like, even when I was going, they could, mm-hmm. have, done, they could have done what they're doing now. Um, I agree that it, it kind of had to get into a realm of faster internet, um, you know, streaming capabilities to be better, that sort of thing. I, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I've watched video online of really early E3s, and it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> the quality was horrible. But this is, this, this is the dream, mm-hmm. you know? As, as a kid who was trying to watch those E3s and everything else, this is what you always wanted because you could never get there. Um, and to see it was also difficult to do, too. You really didn't have video. There was no YouTube to catch the reveals. There was nothing there for you to kind of enjoy and watch and, and see this presentation. Yeah. You had to read about it in a magazine a month or two later. I think the only thing you had, you, uh, there were some times when the only thing you could enjoy was the bar because it was like developers only rooms who only could see this and you couldn't, you, you were there, but you couldn't. I was get there. In the room to, yeah, I was to there and yeah. you couldn't, uh, sometimes they, but, but that was the thing. They'd send you in for a, they'd put you in a theater to watch pre recorded gameplay of the thing. And that was great to see, but it's like you could just put this online. Mm hmm. You don't need me here because, and, and I've told this story before, and I want to say it was Just Cause 3. Or I think it was Just Cause 3. It might have been some other game. I'm here, in a th- I'm there in the little theater. I'm watching the thing, and I'm taking notes diligently. And I still have my notebook somewhere. I'm taking my notes diligently at what I'm seeing so that when I go back to write up what I saw, I can be very descriptive. And I was very descriptive about what I was seeing on the screen and blah, blah, blah. This is, blah, nah, nah, nah. This is all pre-recorded. This is great, blah, blah. That was my time. Enter, send. Less than a week later, go to YouTube to see the blog because they released it. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, then fine. You, this is why you don't need me and you don't need other people here because you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to release it out there, then, that's, then what do you need us for? You know? Um, and and I, that wasn't everybody. That was just one studio. But for the most part, that is how it could and should have been done. Uh, Would have saved me a lot of money from mm-hmm. going out to L.A. I mean, I, look. Traveling's great. L.A. sucks. <laughs> Been there plenty of times. I was good after the first. Um, and maybe the second. The second time I went was good because there were a lot of people from, uh, from the website that went, the Colony and Gamers website yeah. stuff. And I, and I got on TV a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the second, I think the second or third year of it that I went, was that was fun. Um, it still wasn't needed. <laughs> But it was still fun um, to get that to get that sort of thing. But yeah, so anyway, E three is done. I and no one and nothing of value was lost, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel like anything was lost. I don't think there's any sort of we've gone. Look at what we've done. Yeah, we're used to having the uh, one hour presentations from each company on YouTube on a, on an exclusive uh, stream or video, and you're done right there, right then and there. That's yeah. it. That's all I needed. E3. No six-hour bloat, no six to five-hour bloated award show type presentations. Yeah. Um, E3 in 2020 was canceled, but we understood that because of the COVID. They went all digital for 2021 and then canceled the 2020. They were going to say, okay, we're going to do it back in person now for 2022. Ah, uh, no, we can't. 
you know, some studios are just not ready to kind of get back out there or do whatever. So we're going to have to cancel again. Um, and then they canceled this year as it was getting closer. They decided, now we're going to pull the plug basically because other people stopped showing up and said, no, we're not going to come this year. We, we, you know, we did our all digital for 2021. We covered ourselves for 2020. We're going to do it for 2022. We'll do it again this year for 2023. We don't need you. And they didn't. And then 2024 and five also fell apart. So we've gone a while without a proper E3 and we are fine. Yep. So we know the format that works. I know. And E3 was not it. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Um, Despite the, this death of E3 representing the end of an era, that CEO of the ESA we were talking about is optimistic, saying any one of these major companies can create an individual showcase and also partner with other industry events to showcase the breadth of games. That's exciting for our industry, and it means it's an opportunity for them to explore how to engage new audiences in different ways. So... That was his final comments on the thing. You know, we talked about, uh, I say we talked about it. I put it in the news, but like Reed Pop is looking to sell off some websites and some other gaming things. Reed Pop are the ones who organize the New York City Comic Con and PAXs across the board, which used to be a lot now. It's not so much. PAX West, PAX East, PAX Unplugged, and then PAX um, Australia. Mm-hmm. So four PAXs. But it used to be packed south, and that stopped. So, Thar sixty six says he blames it all on the Nintendo Direct. You're you're not far off from it. In fact, you're probably absolutely correct that the Nintendo Direct was the first shot at taking down E three. Mm-hmm. Nintendo said we're going to go our own way and do our own thing. We don't need that anymore. We'll just do the Nintendo Direct. And companies took note of that, yeah, because there was no problem. The amount of money they saved by doing that—that's it's a look. It's a copycat uh, business world, man. You saw they were the ones willing to take the first shot. Yeah. Saw how well it worked, and of course, we got the resources to be able to do that too. Yeah, let's Nintendo's see, good at that. We do it. Yeah. They came out with the Wii console; it sold amazingly, and then Sony and uh, Microsoft both were like, "Let's get some movement out there. Let's get the uh, oh god, what was it called? Well, there was a PlayStation Move." Just they yeah. called it the move, mm-hmm. and then um, what was Microsoft's? What was that thing? Connect the Connect, mm-hmm. the Xbox Connect. God, I had that by the way when I bought my Xbox One way back when mm-hmm. because it came with it, and I had that, and it was kind of cool in some aspects. It was gaming. I don't know, but to be able to do some motion stuff with your hands and, you know, change the channel or whatever. Mm. It was really kind of really neat. But the gimmick wears off quick because, I mean, your hand has to be out here. Your hand has to be extended and, you know, separate from yourself type of way so that it recognizes that that is your arm sticking out and then you've got to hold it up and move it. Yep. Think about how many times you flip through or you're scrolling through Netflix. You're scrolling through you know, anything where you're looking for something to watch. Mm-hmm. Now imagine instead of doing that with your thumb on a remote, that you're doing that with your hand, extend your arm and then try and, you know, wave or whatever. Yep. Uh, it's, annoying. it's annoying. It's <laughs> annoying. 
And you got your workout playing the games, by the way. I, yeah. I there were yeah. very few games for it, but uh, the ones that were there were a workout. Um, whenever you did it. So anyway, I'm still glad that that all died. Um, it never should have been a thing in the first place. But man, they saw the, what Nintendo did, and they're like, "We gotta, we gotta get a piece of that pie." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Multile says, "I think the biggest hit is now it is one less developer mingle and networking place. Not a big loss, but with how many layoffs that happen in the industry, these connections are sometimes needed." I mean, I'll agree with you on that. Um, there's plenty of other connections for that. There is the GDC. There is, um, oh, Gamescom, uh, Tokyo Game Show, I think, is still going on. Uh, what else was in there? there? I mean, there's PAXs, of course. Um, but there, there's, there's other things around that can, there's the Game Awards, <laughs> I suppose. But uh, I think there's other ways around to do it. I would say that E3 was a good place for like developer mingle and networking and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, you, a lot of that you can get from the websites themselves. Yeah, chat room, something. Dude, there's more ways. Right. To, there's more ways to communicate and get. get Discord has opened up so much more communication so, yeah. options for people to reach out to devs or to get in touch with devs or yeah. publishers. Uh, there are a good number of community managers who reach out to press and, you know, get them in touch with the people they need to get in touch with to, to promote or to talk now mingling among themselves. I get it. Um, that may be something that is taken away a little bit, but again, there are ways, there are better ways to network now than there were when E3 was around proper, which was back in 2019, apparently. Um, so there's, there's been better ways to network that. But I get, I get what you're saying, Multa. I totally get it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll finish off the rest of this news. Here is music from the Polar Express, the video game. This is called Christmas Lights. We'll be right back with more of in-game chat right after this. Welcome back into in-game chat. Music there from Arkham Origins. It was not supposed to play. I don't know why, but it's The Night Before Christmas is the name of that track. We've already featured it, but my bad. We'll get it right next year, right? Of course. Probably not. No, I'm sure we won't. I got a hair in my eye of some sort. Eyelash. 
Welcome back to the show. Let's do a few news quick hits here. If I can get this, whatever's going on, to stop in my eye. Uh, Naughty Dog has canceled their multiplayer Last of Us game, which, I mean, Last of Us is a single-player game with a multiplayer side component. It's okay that they canceled the multiplayer side component of a single-player game. I'm actually perfectly fine with that. Although, I think a lot of people played that. Not me, not you, RJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had its it had its community of players who who really played that. But yeah, not me. Uh, the crew was removed from sale and will become playable unplayable. I'm sorry, will become unplayable after April first. Ubisoft has decided to pull it. This is. The closure is necessary due to upcoming server infrastructure and licensing constraints. Oh, the licensing. licensing. Yeah. <sighs> you told, you uh, educated me about that with uh, music. All the hurdles and hoops you got to go through for a music yeah. licensing. This is the first time they've, they've had to decommission a game. Ubisoft says, we understand this may be disappointing for players still enjoying the game, but it has become a necessity due to upcoming server infrastructure and licensing constraints. Decommissioning a game, and especially our first one, is not something we take lightly. Our goal remains to provide the best action-driving gameplay experience for players and to deliver on it. We're continuing to provide new content and support for The Crew 2 and the recently launched The Crew Motorfest. Yeah, Ubi, but how long are you going to do that before you have to shut those down due to licensing constraints? Mm-hmm. Um, it is disappointing and also an uh, uh, indictment of a system which, in which server dependency, uh, server dependent games suddenly become memories once a studio decides to pull the plug. Uh, the crew does offer a single player campaign, which by ne- definition is something you play by yourself. By rights, losing online functionality should have no impact on, impact on that aspect of the game, and yet here we are. And no, not many people are playing the crew right now. Just 31 on Steam at the moment. But it's about more than just whether or not you can hop into a decade-old racing game and bang around. Game ownership should not be treated like an extended rental. And yet here we are. Yeah. We were talking about that last week, weren't we? We were. because Well, we were talking about uh, because the Sony was losing their contract with Discovery yeah. Plus or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, it's a... Uh, you bought money, you pay money for it, but it's just a rental. Yeah. Seemingly so. Yeah. Um, excuse me. The crew servers will go offline April 1st, 2024, at which point the game will be rendered unplayable. Anyone who purchased the crew recently can apply for, excuse me, can apply for a refund wherever they bought it. What, cl- what qualifies as recent isn't defined, but is presumably uh, dependent on individual storefront policies. So, yeah. Uh, Anyone within the last two weeks? Yeah. I mean, if, but who who bought the crew in the last two weeks? Maybe the crew, Ex- too. Ex- exactly. I mean, I understand that. But for the people, me being one of them, that owns the crew, do I feel like, oh, crap, I'm going to be out of luck because they're taking it down? No. But it is one of those things where it's like, I own this. I don't know that I bought it, actually. I'm wondering how I got a hold of it. Doesn't seem like a game I would have purchased. 
Probably got it free, like I do with my somehow, uh, yeah. Probably, probably like I do with my uh, PlayStation Plus membership. I got games in my library I probably would never buy. But I know, in there. but they, well, it was free, and I put it on the library because I didn't want to miss out. That is likely the case with me currently. Is is that I probably got that game through other means? Yeah, and I'm not nefarious. I'm not trying to be all, you know, cloak and daggery here. I'm saying I I got it free somehow. Yeah, but piracy is going to go up over. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I didn't pirate it at all. Yeah, but uh. But yeah, I either got it from the the publisher, the developer, or or uh, there was some kind of promotion going on. Yeah, uh, where you get a free game or something. I picked the crew. In fact, I think that might have been it. I remember Ubisoft were doing some free games for a while there. They were like, "Hey, you can pick one of these that we have," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, okay, I don't play that. I don't play that. I'll take the crew." There was those pickings were slim, mm-hmm. but I got the crew. I think. I don't know, but I think. What else do we have in Zenus? The worst reviewed Call of Duty ever has outsold Zelda's Tears of the Kingdom. That's a sad fact, isn't it? That's one of the things that goes off a name brand. I know. You got to get the new Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Modern Warfare 3 is already the second best-selling video game of 2023. Despite awful reviews, a low Metacritic score, and complaints that its campaign was too short. Um, what is? Oh. 2023's bestseller. I don't know if you've got the article open there. Do you know what 2023's best-selling video game is this year? So far? For 2023? Yeah, for this year. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is number two. It is the second best-selling game of 2023. Baldur's Gate. It's not Baldur's Gate. It is uh, Lethal Migraine got it. But yeah, it's Hogwarts Legacy. That Harry Potter game. (laughs) I know. No, well, Harry Harry Potter is popular. I mean, oh, it's just, massive, just, and this look, came out look, in February, I think, or March. Look, just because I'm not uh, too big of a fan of it, I understand that there's a huge fan base for the game. So, not surprising. So, okay, totally get it. Yeah, we get it. I mean, I totally understand. But now, what uh, are they going to do with it? They're going to build on it. Yeah, I believe they are. They're going uh, to do some improvements and make it better. I believe they will, but okay. that'll be down the line because it came out this year, and it is. It's a pretty big open world Harry Potter type thing. Um, so I guess for now it's just DLC or whatever. Yeah, for a while, yeah. and then they'll 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 do a sequel eventually. I would imagine, being that yeah. it's the bestseller of 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, Tears of the Kingdom is third bestselling mm-hmm. game of this year. Um, so there you go. Little quick hits of the news for you. Um, speaking of Baldur's Gate three, why don't I read the let me read the thread here. This comes from my eyebrows or eyelashes or something's going on. Um, comes from the boss of Larian Studios, Sven. No, I'm sorry. Who is it? Yeah, Sven Vinky, I think. I might be wrong on that. Anyway. It's the uh, the director of Baldur's Gate 3. I want to thank Jeff Keighley and the people that organized the Game Awards for creating an award show so big that it gets mainstream attention. 
While 30 seconds is a bit short, there's nothing like the Game Awards, and it's an incredible achievement. I wore armor at the Game Awards because Baldur's Gate 3 is a game that couldn't exist without its player community, and I wanted to pay tribute to how important they've been for the development. You rock, Community BG3. Making a game like this only works if you have an incredibly passionate and talented team, and in that regard, I am incredibly lucky with the Larian Studios team. They are some of the finest, and they did a truly amazing job. Over 2,000 people are listed in the credits, and since I can't call out everyone, I want to focus on a group of people that don't always get the credit they deserve. Team QA, Team Localization, Team Customer Support, Team Operations, Team Publishing, Team Playtesters, and every other developer at Larian. Battle, uh, Battle Gear 3. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 wouldn't exist without you, and you all deserve to be very proud of this. I want to dedicate this award to the friends and family members we lost during development, including Jim, our lead cinematic animator, who passed away last month, and personally, to my own father, who passed away the week before we launched our early access campaign. You don't get to make something like uh, Baldur's Gate 3 if you don't have the support from the people around you. Personally, I really want to thank five special people, a crazy dog and a one-eyed cat for sticking with me. Big shout out also to our localization partners and Pit Stop Productions, who had to use every corner of their building to record and performance capture what was an insane number of lines. To our actors, you did great. I hope our paths will cross again in the future and your agents will remain their usual reasonable selves. <laughs> I also want to thank Wizards of the Coast and specifically the D&D team for giving us uh, carte blanche. Uh, I'm really sorry to hear so many of you were let go. It's a sad thing to realize that the people who were in the original meeting room, there's almost nobody left. Hasbro did a massive layoff. This is not in the uh, speech, by the way. This is something that that happened uh, not too long ago. But there was a massive layoff. And the entire team who was there to help Larian with the D&D aspects of Baldur's Gate 3 are not with them anymore. It's all gone. Mm -hmm. They weren't fired from Larian. They didn't work for Larian. They worked for Wizards of the Coast, D&D, Hasbro, that sort of thing. Um, He said, I hope you all end up well. Back to the speech now. Uh, There are many more partners I want to thank. We asked much of you all, but you delivered, and without your efforts, Baldur's Gate 3 would not be what it is. I want to end with a story of a conversation I had a long time ago with a publisher. He told me, lucky for them, games are driven by idealism. He meant it in an exploitive way, but he was right. Games are a unique art form. As important as books, music, or movies. Many developers, myself included, make games because they love seeing others engage with their creations in a way only games can offer. They don't care that much about the money made beyond it being the fuel they need to create new and better games. It's worth reminding everyone that fuel is but a means, not a goal. Where to and how we journey are what matter and what we remember. Thank you. Also, Baldur's Gate 3 is now out on Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, it is out on Xbox, but I believe it is uh, very, very unlikely to be coming to Xbox Game Pass. So if you're kind of waiting for that to happen, I wouldn't wait. I'd go ahead and get it if that's what you want to do. They even went to some great lengths to make it, because uh, if it was going to be on Xbox, it also had to run on the Xbox Series S. Yeah. If it can run on X, it's got to run on S. And uh, they had to, Microsoft had to bend some rules for them. <laughs> Because they wanted the game on their system, so they bent some rules for the Xbox Series S version of that game. It's still there, and it is playable, but Mm -hmm. they didn't have to meet certain standards that everybody else had to meet in order Mm -hmm. to make that happen. They kind of let them slide on by so they could get the game out. Yeah. So, 
especially since it was already on PlayStation 5. So, yeah. Anyway, there was the speech. I just wanted to make sure I got that in there because he did not get that chance to do that at the Game Awards. Yeah, wearing that suit of armor. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, we talked about the day before. It's just dead. The whole thing is dead. So. Was a, that situation just uh, epitomizes the phrase, uh, when it rains, it pours. And mostly on them. I mean, it was the most, uh, the day before, it was the most wishlisted game on Steam mm-hmm. at a point. Um, January to October of 2021, they started releasing trailers, announcement trailers and that sort of thing. They were apparently very, very impressive with what was being shown. In fact, here's the story. It's from PC Gamer. They did a whole whole timeline of this thing. Uh, The day before story started almost three years ago when a trailer for the open world survivor MMO appeared online, most notably shared by IGN. The trailer included scripted player comms and a voiceover explanation of the game, drew immediate comparisons to The Last of Us and The Division for its PvPVE, you know, player Mm -hmm. versus player versus everyone, format, scavenging mechanics and city setting. Some commenters at the time were skeptical the final game would look as good. The graphically impressive demo was enough to sell people on the idea uh, and propelled the day before into Steam's top wishlisted games list where it stayed for two years. It looks cool, they said, but it also looks super, super polished demo and the real version is not going to look like this. So uh, there was a 13-minute gameplay that debuted in April of 2021 which may have, you know, said, hey, this is going to look like this. Then they dropped a release date, uh, which was um, June 2022. Nothing out of the ordinary still. Trailers continue to look impressive, and the new release date sounded about right for a game that's been in development for a few years already. Um, Comment sections around this time were a healthy mix of hype and skepticism. Then the day before went dark for six months. Other than a January 2022 trailer showing off DLSS and RTX support, um, that's all we were getting. Then it got delayed one month before release in May of last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a month before the uh, top wishlisted game on Steam was to be released, they pulled the plug. The game was delayed nearly a year so they could upgrade to Unreal Engine 5. The new date would become March 1st, 2023. Um, so then June, 2022 rolls around. So just a month after that delay, the developers put out a call for volunteers willing to help key to help get the day before over the finish line. Um, and so that was, there seemed to be a misunderstanding around the special definition of volunteer with the studio, but it did admit some of its employees were unpaid help, unpaid help. Also not good. By 2023, unease around the lack of the day before updates was on the rise. The game's second deadline was in two months, and by this time, it had been nearly two years since we'd seen any significant gameplay. The official Discord was abuzz with fans who were convinced the next Daisy-like phenomenon was almost here. But it had its naysayers too, and pessimism was shot down by much louder enthusiasm. They announced, the developers announced that they would finally share a new video in January that showcased a majority of the features and gameplay elements requested by their community. Meanwhile, uh, most people questioned if the day before was even legit. Red flags were piling up, but things were getting, uh, would get really weird just a few days later. 
in January of 2023, the day before was delayed another eight months. This time because a trademark dispute with a calendar app called The Day Before. The Day Before Steam page disappeared. And they also postponed that gameplay video that was promised. And reactions were all over the place. Red flags were up everywhere about this. Um, Following the January delay, the developers' communications got weirder and desperate. In February, the studio announced it would show new gameplay despite the lawsuit. The 10-minute gameplay trailer did actually come out, and the game looked okay. It was a lot of running around empty streets, looting cabinets, very little combat. Viewers also questioned... The developers claimed that it was raw gameplay, citing the lack of a HUD and minimal look at the UI. Other notice, others noticed that elements of the latest trailer looked heavily inspired by Call of Duty trailer from 2020. In the same month, several trailers from the game disappeared from the YouTube channel of the developer. The studio said it was the lawsuit's fault, with no Steam page and delisted videos. Um... The developer pledged to return to Steam in time to make its November release date and even announced a beta test. Then the game returned to Steam with one last delay. Um, The studio beat the lawsuit of the day before Calendar app. The Steam page was restored at the start of November and even reclaimed its spot among the top wishlisted games on Steam. Unfortunately, the game got delayed a month to December 7th, now planned for early access. The studio's hopes seemed high as its attitude shifted from defensive to indignant. At this time, this is quoting the studio, at this time we've been focused on developing the game itself. Uh, You know for us it's a huge leap forward from a little indie studio from the edge of the world and over all these years we've been going through pain, suffering, and blood. But we're doing everything possible to go through all the obstacles to the very top. We've encountered everything from people's disbelief to trademark attacks. There was a new gameplay trailer as well. Um, but by this time, the damage had been done. The day before finally released, and it was broken. The game immediately shot into the top sellers list on Steam with over 30,000 concurrents, but only a fraction of those players could successfully play the game. Those who could play noticed something unexpected about the day before. It wasn't actually an open-world survivor MMO by what the trailers had led on to believe. Its format of gearing up in the hub zone, uh, delaying... Deploying to an open world and then extracting your gear back home resembled more of an extraction shooter rather than what they were doing with the other, the PvPVE type thing. This realization was the last straw for many, but personally it was the day before's terrible shooting, boring world, and uninteresting characters that led uh, that, the writer of this article, uh, to uninstall it after an hour. The game is flooded with thousands of reviews on day one, settling at overwhelmingly negative Uh, on Steam. And so, yeah. And then the studio shut down. Then the game got removed from Steam. God bless us, everyone. So, there you go. Uh, We need to take... Well, we've got to go. We've got to close on our our usual song show. So, thank you guys, everybody, for another wonderful year of in-game chat. Thank you, RJ, for coming in for another wonderful year of in-game chat. And we will do this again next year. Without you, we would not... And so we cannot thank you guys enough for being there for us through all of this. Every single Saturday, we really, really appreciate it. And it is all uh, to credit you guys who listen, who watch us, who download, who interact, who call. Wouldn't be here without you. Have a great Christmas. Have a wonderful new year. Here's our signature closing song. You know what it is, right? Yep. Yep. Good night, everyone. Good night.